saying thank you. It's one of the most important yet underestimated acts of kindness we can offer. My name is Dan Dick, and today on Church Matters, we have a pre-recorded conversation with Gerd Bartel. Gerd is from British Columbia, has been a lifelong teacher in the school system there, and has shared his passion for the church by serving off and on for over 30 years as a church fundraiser. Most recently, he has retired at the end of 2012 after 12 years of saying thank you on behalf of Mennonite Church Canada, where he was the National Church's Western Director of Resource Development. In preparing for this episode, I've been reflecting on Colossians 3.15. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Notice those three little words that almost feel tacked on to the end of that selection. And be thankful. Those three words almost seem like an afterthought, but this is indeed a very significant reminder to us to be thankful for all that we have and are able to do, and to respond thankfully as well. My friend Jeff Warkenton knew a thing or two about thankfulness. Jeff was a Mennonite Church Canada worker in Burkina Faso, Africa, for six years, working with a young Mennonite congregation of university students there. He was a great friend of the church, and I know he was very thankful for his experience in Burkina Faso. I want to dedicate this episode of Church Matters to Jeff. He passed away very suddenly and unexpectedly in the fall of 2011 after returning to live at home again in Canada. He leaves his wife Tanny and three children, Danica, Asher, and Kenai. In his youth, Jeff was a member of the Southern Ontario band Gravy. I want to play the song Can't Wait to See Jesus from Gravy's album of the same name. I'm going to tell you about amazing grace for it saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. And when that glorious judgment come, how happy I'm going to be. Because I can't wait, can't wait to see Jesus. I just got to see Jesus. Oh, I want to, want to see Jesus, for he saved a wretch like me. I've been searching for the kingdom. Place that I can rest my weary soul. Then I looked over the bright horizon. Jesus took my hand and made me whole. So many times, so many I times I've seen discouraged, can't face another day. But then that spirit fall upon me. Now I'm so excited, I'm so glad that I can say, Hey, hey, I'm gonna tell you about amazing grace for it saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. When that glorious judgment come, how happy I'm gonna be. Cause I can't wait, can't wait to see Jesus. I just gotta, gotta see Jesus. Oh, I wanna, wanna see Jesus, for he saved a wretch like me. Now that I found that glorious refuge, my heart's so satisfied. I'm gonna shout to all creation. When your heart's with Jesus, you will never, never die. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. How precious it is, grace of pity, how I first believed. 
Welcome back to Church Matters and today's theme of saying thank you. My conversation with Gerd Bartel, enthusiastic church fundraiser, took place via Skype. We started off our conversation with some reflections from Gerd about what stirs people to give. What gives them the passion for generosity? I've kind of thought of grouping them and and thinking about, well, what really drives this passion for them to be uh, interested in ministry and be stewards of their own resources and, and give back to God what God has granted them? The first group I, I've thought about is um, people with a strong biblical con- conviction to follow Jesus and share the gospel. Uh, there's a group of people that that's what drives them. It's their devotion, their faith. And um, <clears throat> people have often talked to me about fundraising, so, so you visit wealthy people. I said, well, sometimes. My answer would always be, no, I don't visit wealthy people, I visit generous people. And so this group of people include some of the poor or relatively poor people in our, in our denomination. When, when I see some of our major gifts, larger donors being uh, retired missionaries or uh, families or, or ladies in, in seniors' homes uh, that were even single and, and worked all their life at, uh, at, at some particular job and, and are still giving passionately. It's just people that share more than we would expect. Then I have to think about in, in this group, I call it the reverse tithers. In other words, I don't know what you'd say, but they basically lived on 10% and, and gave everything away denied themselves and lived what most of us would call poverty uh, in order to share everything with with the church and uh, this kind of dedication and these people that have this kind of passion is is just it humbles me every time that group of people I'm so humbled because I haven't lived up to that kind of dedication and uh, setting priorities so that the priorities that kind of God has given them trumps everything that that the rest of us kind of uh, kind of we deal with the temptations and the struggles of affluence in our society and they have just been released of that struggle it seems and uh, and have just said that everything is God's and truly for themselves have kept only only minimal amounts. Some congregations, and especially denominations across Canada, are struggling with decreased giving as our demographic ages and experiences changes in income. I asked Gerd to describe the demographic of the majority of people to whom he most often said, thank you. 
Well, the, these are people basically in their 70s and 80s, uh, and some of them in their 90s. But uh, the, the, there are definitely seniors, the vast majority I just meant. They are also people who, who you know, might have sold a business or, or you know, downsized, uh, moved from a home into a condo. People that uh, have been saving a lot and, and uh, do have more discretionary uh, income at this time. So it's a time of life when, when you're basically between, say, 50 and 80, those 30 years, when, when you do have uh, more flexibility to, to donate. But the other f fact is that uh, many of these people are, are, are aging and, uh, and a number of them uh, have passed away, where I have also had attended uh, funerals in these in, during this time. So where we now uh, miss some of our, our larger donors. Gerd also shared what he has learned about the generosity of younger people and how he connected with them. When they start feeling that the church is as important and as close to them, just about like a child, you know, they, they would definitely support their family. And, and once it becomes like that, then it's a different dimension. And because that's not part of the prevalence of our modern society, uh, it's going to be a struggle to continue to find that kind of passion for for generosity, and and that'll be a challenge for for us. It's interesting that for those people, uh, I I find that the connection sometimes takes longer. In other words, I I have got to know some of these people, and uh, once you get to get to know them, and they become donors. It's interesting that, that that is very much based on the relationship. The story here is that, that these people often get, well, they definitely get lots and lots of mail asking for donations. And they also get, uh, if you're in business, you also get uh, all kinds of requests for donation, everything from sponsoring the local hockey team to a baseball or, or being part of the community. And the church is, is one of these, and, and there's many people, many agencies within the church that, that are asking uh, would be. And, and it's interesting that in those cases, I find that if we're not there and ask, then because they have lots of other relationships, then it's, uh, it's, we, we, we just don't receive. When it comes to raising money, People seem to love bricks and mortar projects. That's easy to understand. Buildings and physical infrastructure are visible and tangible results. Changing lives through ministry programs is a tougher sell. I asked Gerd about his experience in raising money for ministry that is not attached to bricks and mortar. Yeah, that's a really, that's a tough one too. Uh, in fact, and, and that's one of our challenges because it's often the, 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 the physical structures and those are easier to support for many of our people because you actually see what's happening and growing than say a, a program of ministry with especially within a in our uh, in our denomination they see their congregation that's pretty close to them but uh, the other part has to be kind of uh, it, it's how they they hear about it what they read about it 
but it's hard to often visualize and 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 the very personal connection is sometimes not as close as as it could be and and makes it more of a challenge to raise money for for denominational programs at the conclusion of our conversation i asked gerd if there was anything else he wanted to say well, I just I, I want to thank uh, Midnight Church Canada for for giving me the opportunity to uh, to do this. It's it's I have considered it the the best job I've ever done, and uh, uh, I mean that I've ever had uh, the the opportunity to to visit people um, is has been part of it, and and it's been uh, I have it's been a it's been an honor and a, and a privilege to to say thank you to to donors and um, and and uh, it's been a wonderful experience I mean we have amazing staff and dedicated people and um, I just hope that uh, uh, people will share of their you know as stewards of their own God-given the generosity that God has given them that they will continue to pass that on to to others as as God's steward. So uh, I just, uh, I really wish Mennonite Church Canada well, and uh, uh, I'm going to do my part to, to make that happen. That concludes my conversation with Gerd Bartel, passionate fundraiser for the ministry of the church. Church Matters is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Thanks so much. We couldn't do it without you. If you would like to help us continue the program or support other Mennonite Church Canada ministry, call 1-866-888-6785 or visit MennoniteChurch.ca. My name is Dan Dick and you've been listening to Church Matters. May you be called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today and every day. Thanks for listening. See you next time. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day. We are sent by God wherever we are living, salt and light as people of the way.